arrows. Yay! Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. And joining us, as always, your co-host, Spaz. Hello. And your co-host, Hunter. Hey, I'm here. Hey! Uh, sad news, my friends. Uh, due to, you know, a lack of time, basically, uh, Jim will no longer be able to join us, which is sad because he's been here since the beginning. We started this thing since he was like, hey, you have a headset. Let's do a podcast in uh, 2013, I believe, is when we, we started doing this this thing. And so, yeah, sadly, Jim will no longer be able to join us. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? Life happens. Commitments change. Things change. Time changes. So, you know, what are you going to do? Just uh, we wish him the best with whatever he does next. And uh, hopefully he'll come back at some point. He, I, I, I consider him like a co-host and emeritus. You know that thing where you're not a thing anymore, but they you, you kind of call it a thing. Uh, usually it's for college professors. So, uh yeah, sadly we we've lost Jim, but we will make the best you of can, it. Um, we will make the best of it. You can still see him in the Discord. He'll be in the Discord. Yeah, he'll be in the Discord and on your podcast as well, uh, the Other Worlds podcast. Yeah, I'm we uh, we uh, we uh, we we pre-record those every other week, so it's kind of a, it's a it's an easier time commitment. For yeah, a, yeah. It, so. it's, it, where, when do you usually do that? Out of curiosity, when do you usually pre-record? Uh, every other Saturday. So we just recorded this last Saturday. We, so we do two episodes. We record for like a couple hours and then, uh, I take time to edit them. And so we release one episode a week. It's yeah. usually, it's usually just adding intro and outro music and then hitting the upload button. And That's pretty much all I do. That's like, this is the only editing so. I do is for this thing. Uh, it's not much editing. I edit, I edit the pre-show stuff out. I start recording before we go live, and then you know I just <laughs> add a little song at the end, little little song and dance. Although, thing. funny funny story. So I uh, I had a hard drive uh, die recently. Oh crap! Um, so I've got uh, let's see, I've got four ins. So I've had eight eight different hard drives totaling something like you know thirteen plus terabytes spread throughout all of it. Um, and on one of the drives, it was a two terabyte drive and it's always, damn it. It's always a Seagate drive that dies on me. I never, I will um, never buy Seagate again. Never. Yeah, in a million I, years. This, this, this was the last straw for me and I have, I've had it for like four years. So, I mean, it lasted me a little while, but my God, they, I mean, people, people will have different experiences with different brands, obviously, but my, my hell has always been Seagate mm -hmm. and, yeah. um, yeah. And so it, it died on me, but the, this drive had all of my remapped uh, my computer type stuff. So like all of my video, music, pictures, downloads, everything was on this drive that I was doing a lot of heavy work with, and, oh, and including including our including including my other podcast. So I had recorded and uploaded the first episode, but I hadn't edited or uploaded the second one, which was episode nineteen. And, uh, so we, we recorded this last, uh, Saturday and we just started with number 20 and we'll just, we'll just refer to it as the, the lost one. <laughs> yeah, we might, we, uh, and it was just, and, and Jim couldn't join us that day when we recorded that one. So it was just me and, uh, our friend mellified. And, uh, so we, we just were like, well, what if we like re-record it and just call it not episode 19 and just put it <laughs> up there. And, <laughs> right. So. 
No, I that's one of the reasons I switched uh, saving files to Dropbox. Is, is, oh, is everything! Everything is going to my G Suite now. Everything's going to my <laughs> G Suite now. Like I, I, I went. I, I spent a week just being like, ba- I'm backing everything up. So it's right. like I'm not doing that ever again. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, you got to back up the important stuff. With me, everything is either on Dropbox or Mega. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I do have a Mega subscription now too. So that's another option. So yeah, Mega is great. Mega, I, I, it, it took me about a month, but I put my whole gaming soundtrack collection up there like my third it's like a third backup because <laughs> if i lost that i would i'd cry for months <laughs> yeah back up your stuff people yeah if it's important yeah. to you back it up and have multiple thankfully, backups have multiple backups yeah. and thankfully that wasn't the only copy of our wedding pictures so oh my, jesus my, wife still, my wife still loves me and we're still good everything's Sorry. fine i'm not sleeping on a couch oh my so. god oh. Oh, i can all oh yeah. my god Oh yeah, those are for yeah, me. Those yeah. are on Dropbox too. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, those are on Dropbox and Google. Because what's the phrase? What's the phrase? One backup is no backups, and two backups yeah, is one, one backups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one is none. One one is none is the phrase. That's yeah. right. One is none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back up your stuff, people, because it can go like that. Like a power supply or a hard drive can go, and then you're done. So back up your stuff, people. Um, so today, my friends, I wanted to talk about uh, real-time strategy games because if you have, if you've seen lately, there's a new one that came out called Five Nations, which I'll tell you what, someone who the people who made that game like felt like that game fell through a time portal in 1998. I swear to God, it is like it is such a homage to like the StarCraft, Star Trek Armada, Conquest style RTS games, and they even cite those in in their uh, description that you could like blind if you bl- if you like brought forward my 1998 self uh once they got over the sheer terror of 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 everything else <laughs> if you had them play that game they'd be like well did that come out this year because it is such you know a loving homage to to those kind of like classic RTS games it just got me thinking like what happened to like this genre and we kind of know what happened, but at the same time, it's kind of like space games. They kind of went through a decline, and now they're kind of slowly coming back, you know? So I wanted to talk about them. Because, like, was it last year the Command & Conquer remaster came out? And that was a pretty big hit? Uh, it was either at the beginning of 2020, which was, like, 30 years ago. Or, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or it was in 2019 it was somewhere in there so yeah it wasn't that long ago that they did the the remaster of that and that was a pretty big hit if i recall that did that did pretty well yeah cuz they yeah. were able to do a little upscaling on some of the videos cuz it had the full full motion video stuff the fmv um <laughs> stuff in there which is pretty good and and it's it, command and conquer throughout the the years has been kind of known for that they've had the full motion video in their games um whether you're playing the you know the Tiberium Wars or you're playing through the the red alerts and stuff like that, so um, Spaz uh, the other day uh, graciously reminded me of the one where George Takai was in, and I completely forgot that he was in that one. Oh and, God, right? Which one uh, was that? Three. Which one was that? Red Alert Three. The <laughs> um, which one? Yeah, was one that? of the expansions has. Uh, has the Japanese faction included, and George Takei is in uh, fact uh, the FMV uh, leader. In- which one has Tim oh, yeah, Curry? It's... 
I don't remember which one has Tim Curry. I know he's in the. Uh, that was one of the red alerts. Yeah, that was red alert. Yeah, I think it was was it zero hour. Some it, yeah, it was one of those. <laughs> God, man, it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I I love that stuff. That's some that's some really good stuff. But I it's it's really interesting because RTSs are kind of like a love hate relationship for me. Mm-hmm. Either either it's either it's really good or it sucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, because I, mean, I mean, because I mean, really, because like either either it's really good or it sucks. And then then you have sometimes you'll have like a variation on a theme. Right. So, like, I feel like Sins of a Solar Empire, for example, is one of those games that kind of fits into it's an RTS, but it's also a 4X. Right. Yeah. Like. You know, it, it it could it can it can really be in both pools at the same time, which is kind of fascinating to me. Um, yeah, it really skirts that line really, really well. Like it doesn't go too yeah. far one way or another. It kind of has elements of both, but it like balances those elements so well that people are still playing right. it, people are still modding it, like people are still having tournaments over it. Like when it's did right. that hybrid? What did that come out? Twenty twelve? Yeah. I think that came out twenty twelve. Rebellion came out. I think was it twenty twelve. Oh, it's it's been a while. It's been, it's been, it's been a, a while. while. Yeah that that's a that that one's endured. You know, and I think and I think and I think that's also a testament to some of the other like RTSs out there. The reason why I feel like we haven't seen such a a new uh, resurgence quite yet of the RTS genre is because people are still riding the high of a lot of the classics. So like, mm. I think, what is it a uh, start? Cause they did the, you were talking about command and conquer. They did a Starcraft remaster, uh, which made right. uh, huge waves. They actually brought original like esports people like out of retirement to play it when it came <laughs> out. And uh, they did, they did a thing in South Korea for it. And they brought a bunch of the, you know the uh, the I guess old timers, but these these are guys like in their early thirties. You know, just like you know, <laughs> the old coming timers. out of retirement, right? Yeah, the old, yeah. old grizzled esports, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh my god, coming out of re- yeah. So yeah, they brought a bunch of those guys out, and there was a big event that they did in South Korea for, which was really cool. Um, and so because I remember watching a bunch of that stuff, but I mean, StarCraft Two came out in what two thousand ten, I feel like. And I think you know so. that that thing is still going to today. I think both StarCraft games are at this point are free, and uh, people have just been modding them and playing them, and um, it's uh, it's pretty gnarly. I so. think I think the one series, and I do have questions that I want to talk about with you guys, some topics. But I think the one series that has had the most longevity is probably Age of Empires, right? I mean, they've had two remakes. Right, I think. Well, the, they've done. They've. They, they well, the, they've. They. They. The definitive editions are now for one, two, and three. Right, but then, the, but the, before yeah. that, they had the HD edition. Before that, right, right, <laughs> which right. they were so, great so too. Now, 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 now it's the definitive edition. I believe is what they've done, and they're still and they're working more than on a remaster. Board. It's no, it's more than a remaster because they added new stuff. Yeah, and they're still adding right. new stuff. They just didn't. They just release an expansion for two. I think. I think they did. I think they just released an expansion for it was like a, it was like a year or two ago. But yeah, no, was, no I mean, t- Age of Empires. Oh, no, no, I'm talking like there's even even more recent one. I'm not even kidding. Like within oh, the last wow, okay. month. Yeah, they're still pumping out new stuff for it. Like, holy crap. Crazy. Yeah, I know. I know. And I think that's another you were saying people were riding the high on those classics. That's one. I think that's one of the classics that people still return to regularly 
even these new additions, like they, they, they still have tournaments and stuff for those things. And, and they're huge. They're, they're, they're huge. You see some of those streamers playing age of empires too, which is clearly the best of the three. Uh, and they get thousands yeah. of views and, you know, they've got like these sponsored tournaments. It's crazy. It's, it's great. It's, and it's funny that you mentioned Age of Empires because that that same engine was then used to go and make the uh, Galactic Battlegrounds, the Star Wars RTS that they had. Right. Um, that used the same engine. So is that that one's the one that's not on GOG? Am I remembering that correctly? Because one of them is on GOG, but then there's one that isn't on GOG. Well, there were there were two that were made with that engine in the Star Wars universe. One right. of them was Galactic Battlegrounds, and that has the uh, ground in space, and then there is the other one, which is only ground. Right, and I think... Okay, so you are you thinking about... Are you thinking about Force Commander? Yeah, maybe that's it. No, a, Force... No, wait. Force Commander doesn't oh sound God. right. Force uh, Commander is the one that where you had vehicles. Uh, and right. You were, that was a third-person... Uh, where you're controlling a vehicle, kind of battle zone esque. Uh, not 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 no, Force Commander. No, Force Commander, Force Commander is, was a real time strategy game. Came out in two thousand. Okay, right, okay. and it was and it was the it was almost like the ground version companion to Rebellion. So like you had Rebellion, which was the space stuff. Then you had Force Commander, which was ground stuff. And then you had Galactic Battlegrounds, and then you had. Um, God, I am going to freaking shoot myself. I can't remember. Empire at War. One. Empire at War. There it is. Yes. Um, there it is. Now, so GOG. Galactic Battleground Saga, you can get on GOG. Right, but Force Commander, you cannot. For some, yeah. For yeah. some reason. Yeah. They never, they never did a digital re-release of that one. Which, Rebellion's out there. Yeah, Rebellion well, that's is because there. Rebellion got the re-release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rebellion's mm-hmm. there, which is nice. Um, Speaking of which, uh, about three months ago, I was at a used bookstore in Indianapolis, and I found a boxed copy of Star Wars Rebellion oh. that had all kinds of goodies in it. And oh. I was so excited. I've got like three physical copies now of Rebellion. Like, oh, lying well, around. I mean, it's <laughs> it, it's a great manual. You know, I love that manual. You know, and it's it's still like there's still so few games like it. I mean, there there's some that are being made now, but like it's still kind of an oddity. You know, it it's it's still such they made an a board game version of Rebellion, by the way. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, okay, I, is it good? I wow, I've not played it, but I know they made it. Wow, wow. That just sounds so complex because I mean the digital version was pretty complex. With all the, I mean, the, the digital version was basically a board game, kind of, kind of a worker placement game. If you if you boil it down to its bare necessity, you're you're moving characters around for the most part. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wonder why Force Commander isn't on GOG. That's, I mean, that, for what it's for, for what it's worth, Force Commander. It wasn't great. It wasn't very good. It wasn't, but it I'd wasn't love to great. own it. I'd lo- I'm a completist. I would buy it if they released it. You know, I mean, I, I would be one yeah, of those people. Sure, that's fair. That bought it. Now, now, now during now 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 during the the 30 year uh, summer that was 2020, I had. <laughs> 
I had a project that I was working on where I was working on getting a whole bunch of different like classic games to work. So like I was able to get uh, Star Wars Battle for Naboo to work. I was able to get uh, a couple other ones, and one of them was the Force Commander one. I was able to actually get Force Commander to work. Apologies. <laughs> uh, get that to work on my uh, on my PC, and uh, oh boy, that's not aged well. So. Um, yeah. yeah. It's 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 amazing what ages well and what doesn't. You mm. know? Like there's an era of 3D graphics that you're like, ooh. <laughs> this is not great. <laughs> yeah. It was like early early 3D accelerated graphics or those early like PlayStation 3D games where you're like, ouch. <laughs> like I always think of the first Max Payne game, you know. <laughs> Like oh no oh yeah sure oh, sure no. yeah that has not aged well at all at all but um I wanted to ask you guys do you guys remember the first uh, real time strategy game you got you played back in the day yes yeah I do okay Henry you said first so go what is it for you oh the yeah without a doubt the first one I played was uh, Command and Conquer nice. What about you, Spaz? Well, it's actually a toss-up because uh, I played them both at the same in, in the same year. It was uh, Dune 2 on the Sega Genesis. Oh, damn. And on the same console, uh, Herzog's Vi, which uh, went on to uh, inspire the game Air Mech. Don't a lot of people can, can consider Erzog's Vi the first real-time strategy game? I'm remembering it's correctly. it's a it's pretty much up there. I mean, Dune Two is probably the first that most people have played uh, if they play back at the beginning. But Erzog's Vi, because of the the nature of it, it, so you have a commander unit and you move the commander unit around, and right. then you have other units that work kind of like creepers in in more modern games. Uh, but it's, you know, you transform the, the, the commander unit and then you airlift units around the board pretty much. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds like air mech. <laughs> exactly. It, it inspired air mech. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds a lot like air mech. I, it's funny. You bring up Dune too. Like the first one I remember playing is Warcraft two. And and then I think I went back to play Dune 2 after that. Because, like, I came to strategy games late. And so, like, like, like Warcraft 2 had such a nice box. And that's why I bought it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny that you, it's funny that you mentioned that because, like, it, it's weird. Like, I remember playing Red Alert at a friend's house because they had it. And so I never really had a lot of time with it. And then when I was a little bit older, my brother bought like a battle chest for like it was like a Blizzard collection. Oh and yeah. In it, and and in it it had StarCraft, Warcraft 2, and the original Diablo. Damn. And so yep. so he had that, right? But he would never let me he would never let me like um uh see Diablo cuz he thought I was too young for it and I was like, "Bro, I'm like 12." Um you know, um, but I do distinctly remember getting the StarCraft from him 
Yeah, because he because uh, I remember he installed it on his, and it was one of those things that I like. They had the um, it had the spawn feature, right? So like you could take your install disc for StarCraft to like a friend's house and install a spawn copy. Oh God, and right! Anytime like your friend was online, you could hop online too and play with them. Oh, I remember that. I remember that nonsense. Yeah, so the, the the sneaker net days, right? Where you had to like actually physically take your disc over and. So we had we had and here's and here's how here's how goofy yeah here's how goofy my house was growing up right we never had like an internal like LAN at home I don't think a lot of people ever really did oh, but I don't think we so. had we had we had we had two computers and two phone lines and so we had to like you know ask my folks if we could tie up the phone line for an afternoon just to like play StarCraft together <laughs> <laughs> you know at the house. So. Oh my god, that's that's amazing. <laughs> uh so did you did you tap the phone line with that? Oh, for sure. Yeah, 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 <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you had to oh, dial, dial, do the dial up, and then you know it was uh, you're you're playing you know StarCraft that way. There there was occasions though growing up because we didn't get like I didn't. All throughout high school, like all my friends were getting onto the broadband train growing up. And so like I I my family, you know, was on a budget. So we had dial up for like since like through high school, graduating high school even. It wasn't until I moved out after high school and lived on my own that I got my own internet and I got broadband. And so like for me, like playing online computer games was was dial up because like I remember going online and playing counter-strike over dial-up and i remember playing america's army over dial-up or oh, man. starcraft over... army. Oh, right man. yeah you know these things these things uh these games over dial-up and it was just like this weird experience of like i i've got an hour before you know my mom's gonna want to like call her sister in like houston so it's like <laughs> it's like so you know um <laughs> anyway the the uh the the fun times i remember though were then like you know you land party it up and you know you learn uh it was it was like me and a buddy in a crossover cable and uh that's where you just take a single cable from computer to computer there's no network in between and uh you have to like manually configure everything and then you can play games together and there were Remember when we had a glut of RTS games and there were like everyone was making one and some a lot were good but a lot were uh, not so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I'm going through a I'm going like I have a lot of physical discs of RTS here games here and I'm trying to and some of them I do not remember at all even though I have them you know, right here like Czar the Burden of the Crown. I don't know if anyone remembers that. That one's on GOG, surprisingly. Um, but that one came out in 99. So many oh. RTS games. But then they started to kind of falter a bit, too. But not as bad as space games. Well, I'm not sure, actually. Maybe not as early as space games. Because we were getting RTS games into the well into the 2000s, if I recall correctly. Um... Well, because that's when you started getting stuff like Supreme Commander, which was like the spiritual successor to um, uh, Total God, Annihilation. Kill myself. Total Annihilation. Thank you, Jesus. Um, <laughs> and Total Annihilation was pretty good for its time too. 
Um, oh, and then you I had the it. you had yeah. the uh, the expansion, the the Forged Alliance expansion for Supreme Commander, and that was a THQ game also. Um, and then like weird things happen, so like THQ goes under, right? And then like it gets bought up in a couple of different places by uh, Square Enix. And then, you know, Square Enix puts out a Supreme Commander 2, and everybody's like, what is this garbage? <laughs> like, what? That's right. It, That's it, right. You know, it doesn't, you know, it just never, it didn't quite fit the mold of the of what came before it. Um, and then you had the people who made Supreme Commander go off to make their own spiritual successor of, um, uh, uh, what's that big... Planet Commander or whatever. It was uh, called. Pl- a planet planetary annihilation. That's what it was. Yeah, which wasn't uh, very good. The idea, the idea of it was amazing. The yeah. execution of it was terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. Agreed. I played. <laughs> I played. It, I played it long enough just so I could say that I launched a moon out of planet and won. Um, I never. And then even after got that, that I far. called it done. Yeah. I never even got that far. I was like, "What?" Is I, this? I just wanted to say that I did it. You know, that's like fair. <laughs> that's totally fair. God, I mean, I I bought, I think, just about every RTS game you could get back in the '90s and 2000s. I've got, um, I've got the Warwind games here. I've got uh, Warlords Battle Cry. Remember that one? Um, oh yes. Oh God, Kohan. Remember Kohan? Yeah. One, one of my favorites. One of my favorites, right there. Uh, Rise of Legends. We were talking about that one before the show, which. Desperately yeah, what needs, the hell? Desperately needs a digital uh, re-release, that one. Because it's on four goddamn CDs. <laughs> Who's going to install that? Not me. I'll tell you what. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so weird because when you when you look at Game Pass and you look at what Microsoft is doing, you see Rise of Nations is out there. Mm-hmm. But yet, like, I'm, I'm still, m- like, miffed at what the hell's going on. With Rise of Legends, like that—that that to me just seems like a, a massively missed opportunity. Yeah, the one that I, uh, that is on four discs, but still works with Windows Ten despite not having a digital re-release, is Emperor Battle for Dune. Yes, that's probably my favorite of the Dune games. To be perfectly honest with you, I have that here somewhere. Where's that one? I have mine on my desk. I keep it there, even though I don't currently have a computer with a disk drive. Oh, when I built my new computer, I got an external disk drive just for games like that. Yeah, I need to get an external. I just haven't done it yet. They don't cost much, thankfully. Like, this one was like 20 bucks. They do not. There it is. Yeah, they don't cost much at all, which is really nice. Now, if you want an external Blu-ray player, yeah, no. <laughs> about 100 bucks. Yeah, okay. they're about 100 bucks. But a external DVD drive, it's like twenty to thirty bucks, and really worth it because there are a lot of games. Like I'm, I'm looking through my collection right now. Like, like the Myth games. Remember those by Bungie? You you can't yeah. get those. Oh, di- yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get those digitally anywhere. You know, for for I don't know why, <laughs> but I mean Bungie's doing all right for itself. I wonder why they just can't bring back their own damn game. I mean, the yeah, mix- it seemed it seemed really weird that like for the longest time, uh, Blizzard's stance on things was like, you think you want this, but you don't. And then out of nowhere, they were like, oh, yeah, fine. Here we go. We're going to partner with GOG. And here's Diablo and Warcraft and Warcraft 2. And you're just like, what happened to this whole like you think you want it, but you don't attitude, mister? Thanks. You know, it's uh, like I, you know, I, I think. 
Blizzard doing that should really set an example because it's like if you're if, if they're going to put out their games with GOG, it'd be really nice to see some of these other companies just like, you know, stop trying to hoard this IP and like you know, like we're talking let about it, Mi- let it out there. Yeah, we're talking about Microsoft. It's like you guys, Microsoft has so many games that they haven't released digitally that like I would buy today if they release like. Age, age of art, like Age of Le- Age of Legends, uh, or Freelancer, or Crimson Skies. <laughs> like, come on, guys, you're leaving money on the table here. You know, you're absolutely leaving money on the table. Spaz, now that you bring up Emperor, I think I might try and load it up. I have the disc right here. I'm looking right at him. Yeah, I found instructions to get it working with Win Ten, and it took very little tweaking at all to get it done. You know, you know what RTS get. You know what RTS is like six discs and took a lot of tweaking to install. Battle for Middle Earth two. Holy crap! Oh yeah, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful game. It's probably one of the finest fantasy real time strategy games you can get. Uh, it's so good, and people are still playing it multiplayer. There's a thing uh, called the Third Age. I think where it's like they have their own multiplayer lobby and stuff where you can play it multiplayer today, like right now, but installing it freaking nightmare, <laughs> freaking nightmare of an installation. Um, worth it. I mean, it's a great game. It's a hard game. It will kick your ass. Remember that time I tried and streamed it once or twice. I was like, Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we're done with this. I don't have the patience. There's, there's, There's also been like, there's also been like an interesting rise in a different type of RTS where it's kind of like, um, I don't know how quite to describe it, but I I think, I think you guys might be able to help me out here. I know Spaz might be able to understand what I'm trying to say, but like games like Frostpunk. um, Now is that, is that a city builder or an RTS? I've not played it, but I've heard it called an it RTS. It is more city builder than RTS. But that it, the fact that it is in real time and you do have uh you do have uh commands to give to your people, you know, dig here and um build these resources, prioritize this. There there is that aspect to the city building that puts it on a different level than say uh, a turn-based city builder right now it's interesting i just went to frostpunk's uh, steam page and at the very top it says frostpunk is the first society survival game and i think that's just an interesting concept of a genre because i thought frostpunk was excellent it's br- like it's brutal like, it's very challenging uh, at least yeah. like the first time i played it but uh you know once once you get that that first victory like where you actually survive as a, as a society it very is it's very, very much satisfying but uh as far as put it there is a real time element to it as a city builder that kind of has that edge of like uh uncertainty um, whether, whether you're going to be able to accomplish a, a thing given, given the, you know, intense nature of what's going on. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. Josh, it's a good hybrid. I'll say of between the city builder and the RTS where 
yeah, there there is that edge of that survival element, that that uh, urgency that if you don't do this in an, in X amount of time, a lot of people are going to die. <laughs> right, right, because 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 the enemy isn't like the other team. The enemy is like the the environment you're trying to survive in. Um. So instead of it being like you versus like it's not it's not like Terran versus Zerg here. It's like you versus like survival. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good There are other games, it. too, like um, uh, Surviving Mars, Surviving the Aftermath are good examples of continuing within, uh, continuing to iterate within the genre. Kind of sure. You still have that survival element, but... Kind of making their own genre. Well, with Surviving the Aftermath, for example, uh, as you get further into the game, you do encounter other societies out there, and you decide how you're going to deal with them. And sometimes that does lead in, into violence. So you have a defense element as well. That's fair. Yeah, I, I own it, but I'm kind of terrified to play it, to be perfectly honest, because it sounds really stressful. <laughs> yeah, it's it. Yeah, I got to say, it's not really for you, Brian. Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. That's a, that's kind of what I thought. Like, it doesn't sound like it's for me. <laughs> Although I, I will say, while it may be stressful, like when once you get your, a victory in it, though, it's very it, it, you you feel very rewarded. Like it, it feel you you legitimately feel like you've accomplished something. Like I understand yeah. it may not be for you, but I'm just saying, like in general, um, having gone through it, it definitely felt rewarding to be like, yes, I, I freaking did it. You know, like yeah. <laughs> and I, and I'm enjoying that people are trying to make. Um, if I may change topic here. Uh, sure. I'm, I'm enjoying that people are also trying to make like distillations of real time strategy games. Like, uh, have you guys played Tooth and Tail? Yes. Yeah, that. No, is, but I want to. <laughs> it's it's actually really excellent. Like, it's it's meant for a gamepad, and you're like, how are they putting a real time strategy game on a goddamn gamepad? You know, like, didn't they try this with Command and Conquer on the PlayStation, and that was a nightmare? Or or uh, StarCraft on the N64. Oh, or, really? oh for I, have a, I forgot I have about that. 64. I forgot <laughs> I about it. that. Oh, it's it's it, it, after. So here's the thing: like, I played it on the PC first, and then went and played it on the N64, and went. Ah, like, <laughs> yeah. <this is> so, <laughs> It's frustrating. It is so frustrating. <laughs> yep. Oh, it so is. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Um. But yeah, I, I've, I've, I've been really enjoying when people take like the distil, like they, they're really trying to distill the core experience of an RTS down to its like really component parts, and like that game especially, I think does an excellent job. Um. Well, you know, you were talking about an RTS with a controller because you said Command and Conquer. They also had Command and Conquer three, I believe, on the Xbox. Um, but um, they also came out with Halo Wars for the Xbox, and that was kind of slow. I, I thought the original Halo Wars, while interesting, was a little boring. But Halo Wars two, on the other hand, is really entertaining and they've they've really optimized the use of a controller to play that um and you can even use the controller with the pc version of halo wars as well it's it is cross play so like i i i actually last this last friday a group of us played it together some people were on their xbox some people were on pc and uh it worked out really well it was a lot of fun 
Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I've seen that game, but I'm like, I don't know anything about Halo. So like, I really well, should you, start you, playing those games. Um, well, and the, and the nice thing about Halo Wars 2 is you don't really need to know anything other than they, they kind of uh, exposition it a little bit for you at the beginning, and, and at least enough for you to kind of like understand what's going on, at least in this game. Um, and so that way, like, you don't really need to have to know the entirety of all the lore to understand what's going on. You're like, these are the good guys. These are the bad guys. These are why these guys are bad. And here's what they're trying to do. And here's why you have to stop them. And then once like that, they tell you that, then you're like, okay, cool. And then you just play the game. So it's like, okay, um, that's not yeah. so bad. But, uh, I've got so many, real, I'm just looking through this collection. I have <laughs> of real time strategy games. And Josh, brings speaking up, of, uh, I was going to say, speaking of command and conquer, Command and Conquer 4, I would say, is kind of responsible for, at least in my opinion, killing off much of the genre. Because when that failed as hard as it did. Yeah. I heard it was terrible, wasn't it? it, 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 It's terrible. It did not have a really good... Because Command and Conquer 3 and then the Kane's Wrath expansion was actually really good. Like, I actually really liked Command & Conquer 3, especially when they introduced the third alien faction into the mix. Yeah. Um, yeah. it Because it, it, it traditionally has just been a two-faction game, like with the like with the normal Command & Conquer series. I think that with Red Faction, or excuse me, not Red Faction, whoa, wrong thing. Um, Red Alert. <laughs> Red Alert. Um, they added in some, um, a couple of different things, but... Uh, Three was really good, and then I was really hopeful for four. And as Spaz said, when four came out, I was just kind of like, I, I am really not interested. It just, it just did not, it did not interest me at all. Well, they also changed the formula to a grave, grave mistake. Um, the commander unit was your MCV, and yeah. you could pick up and move it, which sounds yeah. good on paper. Uh, pick up and moving an FCV that that's been in the other Command and Conquer games. It was used in Homeworld too. You could, you know, pack up stuff and move it. Uh, but here's the problem: uh, you were very limited in the number of units you could possibly field. And okay, instead of dozens of units, you had a couple dozen, and that was all you could really field. Oh, at a time, yeah. Uh, and I I have a theory about something. Hold on a second. Okay. Keep talking. Sorry. Yeah, they they did so many things wrong. <laughs> oh man. With CNC four, that they stopped making Command and Conquer games after that. That's why we haven't had any new ones aside from you know remaster. Holy shit! Okay, so 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 here's the thing. If you want to know roughly when the RTS genre as a whole started going massively downhill, mm-hmm. um, let me look this up here. Last thing. Uh, 2010. Yeah, 2010. But this is, this, is what I was going to, this is what I was going to point out was, is StarCraft II... Um, come on, don't be so stupid. Uh, StarCraft II first released on in July of 2010 with Wings of Liberty. Command and Conquer Four came out in March of that same year, and oh. Supreme Commander Two also came out in March of that same year. So you had Supreme Commander Two in that March. That recent? 
You had Command and yeah. Conquer four oh in uh, uh, 2010. You had in March 16th was when Command and Conquer four came out, and then in July of that same year is when um, StarCraft two came out. So you had you had two really botched IPs make or two two really botched games from IPs get launched right where these these are these notorious you know games get sequels that are just terrible and then you have StarCraft 2 come out as a as a massive success in 2010 I think it came out to great reception I think I think that's when like it really took a hard dive because then it was just StarCraft 2 for like a long time at least that's the popular one you know and then you know all these other things just kind of fell by the wayside but I had a theory. I had a theory that Command Conquer Four and Supreme Commander Two came out the same year, and I was right. Yeah, that was wow. I wouldn't say it was the death knell for the genre necessarily, because things were already starting to decline at that point, just because of saturation and uh, publishers wanting to go in other directions. You know, seeing what other trends they could chase for money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. That that was the the slide, the beginning of the slide. Yeah, I didn't realize it was so recent. I mean, that's eleven years ago, but yeah. I know. But like you know, th- like space games got killed off in like ninety nine for like a decade. <laughs> but but they, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how completely accurate that is though but i mean they definitely saw a huge decline starting in 99 and i think that's kind of the same thing here in 2010 with rts's um because because you see the huge decline in rts's in in 2010 with the uh, again those two botched launches but then again later that year you had a a critical success with starcraft 2 and uh i guess it was kind of the exception to the rule of the decline and you know, here we are, eleven years later, and StarCraft Two is still going strong with tons of tournaments all the time. I mean, I, I look at Twitch all the time, and I and I see um, the ESL StarCraft Two tournaments happening like all the time, and uh, the game's practically free to play at this point. So it's kind of yeah, it's a testament to Blizzard making a, a quality product. And the cool thing about what happened with StarCraft Two is over the years they kept adding content to it. So then you got the expansion. Uh, with Heart of the Swarm and eventually Legacy of the Void as being the big expansions to those games. Um, and then the DLC content of Nova's uh, Nova Covert Ops, which was like um, like a three-part mini-story that they added on into it that you could... Uh, uh, play which was really good as well. So, And that was, that was kind of a homage to StarCraft Ghost, which never came out. Um, a lot of the plot and storyline stuff in uh, the Nova Covert Ops was uh, based off of the uh, what would have been in Ghost, right? Yeah. So, oh god, right. I vaguely remember like that game potentially being a thing. <laughs> oh, it was it was definitely potentially a thing. I mean, the game was almost completely done before it got scrapped. As a matter of fact, someone has already leaked the demo stuff for it online. So if you have, um, if you have an Xbox, you can load that sucker up and play these, uh, or even the, I think you can even get the, uh, Xbox emulator and you can actually play a couple of these Starcraft ghost missions. 
So. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I guess, would you say that uh, Microsoft and, and Blizzard are like kind of the torchbearers of the genre? That's what I'm wondering. Well, um, I think I think torchbearers of like traditionalness okay. of the genre. Yeah. Um, I because I because I because I think there's been a lot of um, a lot of RTSs that have come out that have not been from them that have been critical successes as well. That's and I know, true. like I said, I know I know it's still technically a four X, but I mean, if you look at Sins for what it's worth, or if you look at Homeworld. Um, and it's weird because Homeworld's such a weird divide, right? People either really love it or people can't stand it. Um, and because of the way it controls and stuff like that. Um, but like, you know, uh, the thing about Homeworld is, is it actually, you know, you had Homeworld 1, Homeworld 2, you had Cataclysm. Then they, then they did the, the remaster of, of those games, including, sort of cataclysm they re-released cataclysm on gog under a new name because reasons licensing and whatnot <laughs> right but um they they re-released cataclysm on gog for that and then they made deserts of carrick which was like a prequel and now they're working on another homeworld game uh, and a mobile game of of the same uh by the same company if i'm not mistaken uh, which is funny because you talked about Age of Empires. They're actually making another one. They're in the process of, of making that one right now. Yeah, and it's Relic, so. and I don't know how I, fe- I don't know how to feel about that <laughs> because yeah. Dawn of War three was such garbage. <laughs> well, I mean, for what it's worth, like I mean, I, I think I think there's 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 also that other genre that's not quite really RTS, but it's definitely strategy which is where like Battlestar Galactica Deadlock kind of fits into um and and so those those are definitely strategy games but they're not necessarily real time yeah the we go the we go uh style of right yeah yeah yeah. so the the reason why I bring that up is because for the first time well I I, let me let me make sure I phrase this right (laughs) There's another IP that has got a game being made for it, and if it comes out, it'll be the first time a game for this IP has actually released uh, in a very long time, and that is uh, Stargate. So they say was there the a new Stargate? Stargate game. Was there a Stargate game before this one? Well, there have been a couple, not a lot. There have been many attempts to make more that have all been botched. I went down a really weird rabbit hole not too long ago, and Spaz was there for the ride. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. so, so it was it was a thing. But uh, long story long, they've had a couple of releases. They had in the in the '90s there was the um, the, the the console um, play the movie kind of side scroller. Um, platformer Stargate game that they did as like a companion to the movie. It was kind of the thing in the nineties, right? You know, you released the game for the movie, right? Um, which you don't really see a lot of these days. Um, but so they, so they did, so they did that. There was like, I think a Sega Saturn, like uh Stargate game that they did. Um, there've been some mobile games that came out uh, to varying degrees of success, which I, don't think any of them were really that good personally 
Um, then there was attempts in the early 2000s to make um, a, like a story-driven narrative game, uh, an MMO. Um, and then come to find out, which blew my mind, there was actually a game that was released as a live service shooter game, um, called Stargate Resistance. I believe it was, I think it was Resistance that up on it. I know we're kind of getting off topic here on real time strategy, but I'll, I promise you I'll, I'll loop back to it in a That's second. Okay. The, the, there was this Stargate Resistance game that was kind of like Stargate meets Quake a little bit, but in third person. What? Um, and so you can play as either like the the Talri or you could play as the to- or the um the Gould, right? Um so like if you play it as the Gould, you could be like a Jaffa with a staff, or you could play as an actual Gould with like a hand device. Um I'll ca- it's, it was very silly. But that game actually came out as a live service game that you could play online. Um but only lasted a year until they got shut down. Come to find out what had happened was is the MMO got canceled because they ran out of funding. And so the people who worked on that game took the assets and formed a new company and made the the third-person shooter with the same assets from the MMO. But then there was this huge lawsuit, and they ended up losing the lawsuit because of the assets. They, that's why there was a lawsuit. So they lost the lawsuit... And then the game had to, like, stop being a thing. And so with all that said and done, like, Stargate has had a really rocky history of video games that haven't really been able to get off the ground and and do anything with it. And so now Slytherin has the IP as the publisher, and I forget the name of the company within Slytherin that's making it, but they're making what they said was an RTS game. Now, a lot of people are suspecting on whether or not how RTS that's going to be, whether or not it's going to be like uh, Battlestar Galactica Deadlock, or whether it's going to be a little bit more XCOM-y style, like squad-based like strategy game. Because when you think about Stargate, technically uh, an off-world team could be a great um, XCOM-style game, honestly. Yeah. Um, so... It could go many ways, but according to the official release, they say it's an RTS game. So I don't know what that means. And all I do know is that the time frame is, is the game's going to take place sometime right after season eight, I believe, uh, or season seven, somewhere in that vicinity, the season seven, eight area um, of the SG one show. So I'm really hopeful. I would love to see more like Stargate or like more, um, you know, RTS, like really good RTS games. I mean, we've had definitely hall, uh, like callbacks to the genre with like, um, uh, what was it? Zero K was definitely like oh, a, a callback right. to folks. If you, you know, if and that's you, folks. If you've not played zero K, it is a callback to total annihilation. It is so good and it's free and free. Yeah. Completely yeah, free. free single player, multiplayer, spectator mode, editors all everything you want in a real-time strategy game it's got it and it's free and it's astounding <laughs> and and it's on yeah. steam go get it and just put it in your library it's free go play it it's great you can make a little skirmish map play play 20 minutes have the ai the have the really good ai kick your butt um <laughs> although although it's not necessarily the best strategy in the world they do have terrain manipulation in this game and it's, mm. sh- it's shocking mm. that they have that in there i'm mm. really surprised 
Yeah, zero yeah you can literally uh, build up your base uh, in the literal sense. You could also remove the terrain underneath the enemy's base, dig them out. <laughs> that, yeah. that is the thing. Yeah. So do you guys have a, a like a favorite? Let's let's start with space. Do you guys have a favorite like sci-fi or space RTS? Um, uh, yeah. It. Hmm. I mean, I've I've always been fond of Homeworld. I, okay, you know what? Screw it. I'll just say Homeworld. Um, Nothing wrong with mainly. That. Mainly, and and it's not necessarily because Homeworld by itself is is all that good. I mean, it's a, it's okay. It's you know, it's got an interesting story that is I find intriguing. But the thing I love about Homeworld is just the mods, man. They, they, over the years, there's been some pretty spectacular mods uh, for the Homeworld games. And um, you know, speaking of Stargate, there's actually a pretty awesome Stargate mod for it that I really like. Um, and there's a has a pretty decent Star Wars mod um and Star Trek mod. Now the the cool thing that I love about Homeworld is on sh- on on the different ships the weaponry is rendered by where the actual um points are on the ship that actually so like if there's a turret that's where the fire is coming from on the ship. So you can, because you can target subsystems on ships, especially the bigger ones, and you can take out oh, subsystems. Right. And so when when people have made Star Wars mods and stuff like that, when you see lasers firing from it, it's not just coming from like a generic point on the ship. They're actually being rendered from the weapon points on those ships. If you zoom in far enough, you actually see the turbo lasers. They're, they're actually the ones firing. Um, and it's just, it's really cool, so... It definitely has. It definitely sets up a spectacle. Absolutely. But if I had to pick a second one, Sins of a Solar Empire. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. That would be my first. So oh, yeah, no worries. There you I go. Mean, for me, it would clearly be the one where stream. Um, I got streaming Conquest uh, Frontier Wars. That is my absolute. Um, do you guys have a favorite uh, fantasy RTS? Um. Man, that's that's a bit challenging because there are some really good ones. There are that so I, many I good ones. Yeah, there are so many good um, ones. <laughs> I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I know which one Spaz might say, but I. Uh, fan, fan, uh, so when you say fantasy, because yeah. you said space, so does does fantasy include like science fantasy, like sci-fi, or like are you? I was thinking the space could be the sci-fi one. Like like I was thinking space would go along with sci-fi and fantasy would be much more clearly, you know, fantasy. Uh, you know. I mean I, Well, you, I'm trying to figure I'm trying to figure out where Supreme Commander fits in all this. I would say that's sci-fi. But uh that's a dude, toughie. then then that's a toughie. then then that's then, a then if you're then, then I'll have we, to change could, my we, first we, one to Supreme Commander. Out. We could totally separate <laughs> out space and sci-fi if you want. We could totally separate out space and sci-fi. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, because yeah, because I mean, if you if you want my my honest answer, like my my all, I think my all-time favorite real-time strategy game is probably going to have to be Supreme Commander, without a doubt, just hands mm, down. Mm. Um, I absolutely love Supreme Commander, but um, man, if you want to talk about fantasy. Oh god, that is 
freaking tough. It's um, tough, isn't it? It's there tough. are so many. For me, it it took a while to think it to think it about it, but for me, it's got to be Cohan. I mean, any of them really, but Ironman's Gift probably is the best one of the series. So for I'd me, have to agree with that. So for me, it's tough because I love Warcraft and I love Warwind and I I love battle battle realms and uh, and whatnot. There are all these great Battle for Middle Earth. Yes, that, those are both. Yeah, great. those are both really great. But for me, like the way Cohan handled units, the way Cohan, the the AI, the, the random maps and everything. Oh my god! Yeah, Cohan for me, hands down. Uh, man, it's tough. I, it's really tough. It took me a while to think of it, that one. It's it's a it's gonna have to be a toss up between. Oh shoot! <laughs> it's tough. It, it's, it's a tough. It, it's well, it's a, it's a toss up between. Uh, Dune 2000. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Oh, and. Or no, no, no. I'm thinking of Dune 2. Sorry. I think. I, I mean, because it's one of the Dune 2 is the granddaddy of uh, pretty much. Yeah. The, the genre. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's, it's Dune 2 and then. Um, Freaking A. Um, I'll. I, I think I'll, I'll I'll bend the fantasy to include Command and Conquer Three. I really liked Command and Conquer Three a lot. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, jo- Josh brings up Sacrifice, which I honestly haven't played, and I think I need to. I keep hearing how good. No, that no, is. Torsten, not Conan Unconquered. Screw oh. that. That doesn't count. Isn't that a that's defense? a tower defense game mostly? Oh. It's 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 mostly yeah. You're you're, you're not. It's not really a. It's not even like. Just no. <laughs> yeah, myth was awesome. Uh, yeah, Warhammer had some good ones too, like Dark Omen. Which why isn't that available digitally? Probably one of my favorites. Like all the other Warhammer games are available digitally, but not that one for some. I mean, Shadow of the Horn Rat. Is available digitally, but not Dark Omen. Don't know why. Spaz, what about you? What would you say is your favorite um, fantasy? So, for fantasy, I'm going to have to throw in a wild card here. Oh, um, oh, oh, oh. One that you would not expect to be called an RTS, but it actually is. Waiting for it. Retropolis. Retropolis. Yes. That's that new one, right? That is the uh came out recently if I recall. It came out recently. It is a deck building game in which you are building a civilization of rats. You're also controlling which sides of your city you're trying to defend. And you unlock more cards along the way, so there's that roguelite element to it as well. And and you would you would you would throw down that this should be considered for me for me it is oh, okay. because i love deck builders already and uh it's brutal you will die a lot and that's kind of expected because it is a roguelite after all yeah okay you know what sure sure i you know, I, I will i will i will allow that one sure it uh, is an rts it actually is because you have so, to control your units 
so so to pit, to pivot for a second, I've I've had this debate with people before in the past, and I wanted to get your all's opinion. Speaking of real time strategy games, uh, I I don't think that these games qualify as RTS games, mm-hmm. even though they have an element of RTS at times. Mm-hmm. The whole core of the game, I do not feel, is RTS, and that is the Total War games. Yeah, those What's are, your thought on that? I would say those are more like those are more grand strategy games with real-time battles. Like when we when, when we think of the RTS in terms of like the Command and Conquer and Warcraft style, I don't think I really I really don't think that Total War fits in that because a lot of the the more traditional RTS has base building and whatnot in the real time portion, you know, you're building everything in real time. Whereas in the total war game, you're doing all that in the turn-based like meta map portion. Um, so I, yeah, total war is kind of its own hybrid thing. It's got the, the turn-based mode, but it's got real time battles, you know? So, so, uh, on, on that note, I would throw in that, one that is a bit more or one series that is a bit more in that vein, but is very true to traditional RTS is the uh, medieval kingdom wars series. Oh, really? Because you have, you have base building. Uh, you actually do have, when you control a city or multiple cities, you do determine what uh, you can actually go into the city, into the city zoom mode. And then you can determine where, on predetermined building plots, your buildings can go. But when you fight battles, that's in real time. And it's also determined on what units you have in the city at that time. So they're, they're an interesting hybrid where it's unlike, say, the Total War series, you can actually go in to the... Uh, to the either city defense mode or siege mode, that sort of thing, or uh, real-time battles on a field. But you still have base building when you're in that battle. It looks like, according to the Steam reviews, the second game is the one to get. Yeah, there's also a uh, third game, which is currently uh, being worked on uh, Plague Wars, I believe is the name of it. Oh, yes, the Plague might actually have that one. Yeah, the Plague Kingdom Wars, that's the new one. Uh just came out into early access last year. I think I actually have that one. I don't have the Kingdom Wars 2, which is the one that has the good reviews. Medieval Kingdom Wars does have decent reviews. And the the Plague one also has good reviews. Still in early access though. Um Yeah, so yeah, the, the the Total War series is a tough question, but I think that it doesn't fall within the traditional um tradi- traditional definition of an RTS. I think it's its own thing, I would say. Um Yeah, the strategic layer and RTS layer are very different. So this will be my last question for you guys. What is like an RTS series that you would like to see brought back that that has that doesn't exist anymore. Like, 
like for me, it would clearly, it would be Cohan, the one I recommend, the one I mentioned earlier. Like I wish there could be a Cohan three, um, but there's not going to be any more Cohans because the studio doesn't exist anymore. And who knows who the hell knows has the rights um, to that series. But if there's an RTS series that you could resurrect, what might it be? It could be anything: fantasy, sci-fi, space, whatever. Oh, I'll 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 straight up say Dune. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good good pick. Uh, I will go with Star Trek Armada. Ah, uh, yeah. God, where I don't the, know where are those on GOG. Yeah, well, that's a great that's a great question. Running. I I mean, uh, a modern version of Star Trek Armada would be great, but I yeah, I feel I like the uh, the uh, the method of Star Trek Armada that was I, like. Sins of a Solar Empire Star Trek Armada 3 mod is just, like, far and above and beyond, like, what the first two original games were that, like, I feel like I've been spoiled. So, like, I, it'd have to be, <laughs> it'd have to be, like, as good or in the vein of, like, what what that was, in, in my opinion, so. No, that's fair. I mean, totally fair, I yeah. still would love to see a remaster of, of uh, Emperor Battle for Dune. Yeah, but. You know the, the the likelihood of that is not very high. Baz, you're gonna have to share with me that link. You probably think you shared it before, but you're gonna have to share it with me again because I I busted out my Emperor discs. So, oh, I mean, it was for me. It was the first result on Google getting get, getting it to, to work with Winden. All right, I will give it a shot because that game. It's, I love RTS games with like meta maps. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's a, that's a great one. It, aren't they? Thorsten, aren't they kind of re? Aren't the people behind Battle Realms kind of bringing it back? Well, not bringing it back, but like I think the Steam version is like kind of being reworked, isn't it? I thought the Steam version was like getting patches and stuff uh, of battle of Battle Realms. I mean, I thought it was yeah the Zen edition on Steam. I could have sworn, yeah, they're considering that game early access, and there was a patch for it. On Friday, <laughs> last wow. Friday, yeah, they're still updating that thing. Um, I might have to dip on that because you guys did you guys play Battle Realms? That oh, game? I have a disc. Yeah, yeah, I have the disc as well. It's such a remember honestly, fairly unique, fairly unique. Oh, if I was gonna, I, I, I wanted to say another real time strategy series I'd love to see uh, resurrected. I'm gonna throw in a second one is the the Seven Kingdoms games. I don't know if you guys played those, but those were like Dota 2. Get the fuck out of here with your Dota 2. That's not real time. That's not real time strategy. Get the fuck out of here. That that's that's a MOBA with that shit. That's probably just a troll answer. It's probably someone just messing with us. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You Dota. By the way, that the Battle Realms engine was also used on one of the Lord of the Rings games. It was? Yeah. Huh. I can believe it. It's a great engine. It's like a really great engine. I'm, I'm probably going to snag this because, yeah, these, uh, oh, yeah, dual monitor support, updated resolutions, online multiplayer. Dude, dude, go get the Zen edition of Battle Realms on Steam. That is basically what you're asking for. Hey, you know what other RTS actually had dual monitor support? What's that? Supreme Commander. 
did it? Yeah, you could actually have if you if you enabled it, you could actually have the full map on the second screen as you played. <laughs> That's that you can zoom in and out of. You know what's weird? Because the Nintendo DS was such a big thing, I'm surprised there weren't more PC games that allowed that sort of thing. You know? <laughs> I mean... Well, I think it was just like an afterthought because, like, not everybody has, like, dual screens, so why pro- program I guess it that's to, true. Like, take advantage I guess, of the second screen? I then? suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. I'm just true. surprised that Supreme Commander did it. They were just like, yeah, if you want, you can add us. But it was like... Put a put a full map on that second screen over there, and I'm just like, now back when they that came out, graphics cards were like, they're like, oh, can't handle that. But <laughs> but now um, it's like now it's like now yeah. they're looking at their watch, like, are you gonna play a game on this yeah, already? Like, what are you like, doing? Come on, yeah. <laughs> I'm bored. <laughs> I feel All that. Right, look- let me let me toss one out at you. Okay, go for it. So my thought is. What franchise would you like to see have an RTS installment added to it? Good question. Oh, I love this question. Yes, hit me. I love this question. Brian, you first. Oh, 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 crap. Um, oh, oh, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. Oh, come back to me because you might. If you have an, if you have something, if you have an idea in mind, you you go because yeah, I, yeah. I have to think about the, it for a second. The well, one that I thought first, Earth Defense Force. Oh, as an RTS. Oh, how ooh. fun would that be? Oh, 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 that would be that would be an amazing RTS. Well, question, question: Would that not be potentially similar to, uh my brain today is having trouble. Like I see it in my head and I can't think of freaking. They names. are billions. That one. N- no, like an art. If, if so EDF you're, was an RTS, I you're feel probably like that's. Thinking, you're probably thinking in the, in the lines of say the, uh, the savage uh, games where you have a commander and those, then you have those other great. players playing as units. Natural selection potentially, as well. Potentially, potentially that, but I feel like it's similar to that other sci-fi RIP. Um, with big bug aliens, uh, freaking my brain! I can't even. Well, there was uh, there was uh, the eight bit series of RTSs. No, guys, come on! Name that movie. Name the movie. <laughs> Chat. Come on. <laughs> you know what movie I'm talking about, and you guys are you guys are going to kill me because you realize what it is I'm trying to say. Pacific what was Red? that movie? What was that movie with the big bug aliens that they they were fighting against? Starship Troopers. Pacific Rim. Starship Troopers. God damn it, Spaz. Yes, Starship (laughs) Troopers. Wouldn't a real wouldn't a real time game? Isn't one coming out? There is. There is one for Starship Troopers. Yeah. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you, uh, Torgit. Or uh, sorry, I can't read that from here. Um, Torgit. But yes, thank you guys. Yes, you guys. Thank you. Yes. And Spaz. I'm. I'm having a moment. Well, of course, but I'm having a moment here. My brain today can't brain. But Starship oh. Troopers wouldn't would an would an ET would an EDF real time strategy not simply be like like that though? Like it's, 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 well, I'm not know. complaining. I'm just saying what it would I would be, be like envisioning that. is anyone who's playing as an air raider in that would have a top down view. Oh. Ah, and then they're calling in ah. their bombardments and vehicles for the other members of the team. So you could do it as a four-player RTS. 
I see. I got it now. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what series I'm shocked doesn't have an RTS, even though there are lots of wars in its lore that could totally do it. Elder Scrolls. There's not been an Elder Scrolls RTS. There's been an True. Elder Scrolls everything else. Uh, third person adventure, MMO. Uh, you know, there's there's been a lot of different Elder Scrolls. There's a card game, I think. But like, yeah, that 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 would be my answer. There's been no Elder Scrolls, shockingly, RTS, and that the the lore. I don't know how much of the Elder Scrolls lore you've read. I've I've read quite a bit of it. They're they're actual physical books. Um, they're actual physical books about um. About of, of all the like the Elder Scrolls Online and Skyrim lore and all this stuff, and they're great. And there are like full out wars that could totally make that you could totally make an RTS out of in the in Elder Scrolls lore. So that'd be my answer. Um, I'm honestly shocked there isn't one. <laughs> Come to think of it, because that you series know, is know so what, ubiquitous. It, it, you know what other well not a, not an existing game per se but an IP that has been vastly untapped for anything um and there was an attempt at a game apparently at one point uh but you could potentially do something if you expanded the lore a little bit but you could you could totally make a Farscape RTS Oh you know, between the Scarians and the Peacekeepers as like a, as your two main factions, right? Um, if you go back through the show, there's definitely a variety of ship types out there. You just don't always get to see them as often, but yeah. A Yakuza RTS, memory leak that just said in chat. Yakuza <laughs> RTS. Um, it, it works as the single-player brawler single character brawler it also works as a party based R- um, RPG that's what they did with Yakuza Like a Dragon and that's why the party system works in that but as an RTS hmm god yeah how would how would you do that i mean i love i'm 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 a new well, fan well i mean of what the... if what if it was like a what if, what i mean could you almost consider like a, a squad based thing almost like an rts at least a little bit like an XCOM style game a little bit you might be able to get away with that i mean you could be doing the the sort of thing where you're moving (laughs) with moving your operator (laughs) (laughs) moving your people around and taking over businesses i mean that could be that could be the rts nature of it is your you're taking over businesses wasn't there a game wasn't there a scarface game like that was like this there's been mafia games like that. Yeah, well, I was gonna say with like the the karaoke thing where you actually have to like you know position your guys to do a dance routine as like a mission. <laughs> that would be a very yakuza thing to do. No, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The world is yours. Wasn't that like a kind of a RTS where you took over Miami as Scarface? I think. I think. Oh, open world action adventure game with a third person perspective. Oh, maybe I'm I'm misremembering then. I hear it's really good though. Anyway, <laughs> oh yeah, maybe a mini game in a Yakuza title could be like an egg. Well, yeah, I I could, I could see, see that, that sort of thing. I could totally see that. Oh my god, a Yakuza RTS. 
Uh, wait. So, wait, did Hunter, you, did you have an answer or did we get sidetracked? Did you have an answer? Far, we got sidetracked. Farscape. That's right. You said Farscape. Oh, right, okay. right. Okay. I apologize. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Good topic this week, you guys. Um, so we'll wrap it up here because, wow, we've been going for almost an hour and a half. Um, so, folks, thank you so much for hanging out with us uh, today. Good chat. Good talk. Good chat in the chat. Good. Good. That's a stupid way to say that. Good. Uh, good talk in the chat. Firefly game. There was almost going to be two different Firefly MMOs and they both like fizzled and died and nothing ever happened. Um, it's surprising that there aren't Firefly games because... Anyway, um, speaking of that kind of thing, next week on the podcast, we're going to talk about our favorite video game characters. That's going to be our topic for next week because we've played a lot of story-based games with a lot of wonderful, wonderful characters like like Mass Effect, for example. Um, I am ride or die for Garrus all the way. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, next week we're going to talk about some of our favorite video game characters. And tomorrow on the stream, I'm going to be playing a game called Lucid, I believe. And then what are we playing Thursday? What the hell are we, what are we playing Thursday? Oh, EDF, the new EDF. That's right. Yep. Our uh, fourth brothers that for for uh, Brian and me are it it releases at midnight on Thursday. Yeah. So yeah. we'll actually be able to get it and and get in some time with it in the afternoon. Day one purchase for that. Absolutely. So, folks, thank you so much for hanging out. Really active chat today. We loved it. And uh, we'll see you next time, folks. Have a great one, y'all. Bye-bye.